The start of a new school year is a lot, especially in college. Turn that pile of coursework into great grades and stress-free weekends with Grammarly. Grammarly's digital writing assistant is a must-have for every college student. Its comprehensive writing suggestions help you avoid all those little mistakes that eat into your grade, so you can turn in your work with confidence. Best of all, it's free to use with all your favorite devices and apps. Need more advanced features? Upgrade to Grammarly Premium for clarity full-sentence rewrites that rephrase hard-to-read sentences, cutting down on jargon and making your essays as clear and impactful as possible. It even comes with built-in plagiarism detection. Just one more way Grammarly covers all the details that go into getting the best possible grade. Improve your grades with fewer all-nighters by using Grammarly. Sign up for your free account at Grammarly.com slash podcasts and get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. On another exciting edition of Animation Deliberation, we're taking a break from our anime coverage to tackle an episode brought to you by Vought International. That's right. We are tackling The Boys Presents Diabolical. And with us to do so, we have a very special guest who we'll introduce right after some ads. We have no say over whatsoever. At Solomon Brothers Jewelers, their customers always come first. They're a family business that has been setting the standard of customer care for over 30 years. They have thousands of in-stock options for wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds, and can promise the lowest prices at the highest quality. A diamond marks a new chapter in your life. Trust Solomon Brothers experts with commemorating the most precious moments in your life. Visit SolomonBrothers.com today to begin making memories. It's an animation, deliberation, a conversation, and a celebration of all the action animated series. Yeah! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> well, if you folks couldn't tell by the voice uh, behind those beautiful vocals there, we have a very special guest with us today. I'm your host, Jay Scotty St. Clair. With me is my co-host, Suhair Ali, and we've got with us Matthew Carroll from the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Welcome to Animation Deliberation. Thanks for being here. How are you? What is up, Jay Scoots? How are you doing, buddy? All good here. All good here. Just a a heads up to the behind the scenes stuff. I think I'm having a little instability with my Wi-Fi, so hopefully it doesn't impact this conversation too much. It is one I'm excited to have, uh, but we will power through one way or another. All right. Zuhair, how are you doing? Doing pretty well, man. Good to be here, and uh, glad to have Papa Panda Matt Carroll with us today. (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right, so as stated up top, we are talking about The Boys Diabolical, the new animated anthology series from Amazon Prime, set in the world of The Mm -hmm. Boys, which has had an exciting and explosive first two seasons. I want to bring back a segment we haven't done in a while, so this will be new to you, Matt, but I like to bring this segment up every now and then uh, based on a rating of yeah to yeah. Where do you land on this series as a whole? Mm. I I'd definitely go with yeah. Right on, right it's, on. It's up there and it's good. Very good. Zuhair, what, what are you thinking? I'm under the way today. under the weather today, so I couldn't uh, hit that tone if I wanted to, but. Just know that there is a lot of energy in my voice when I attempt my yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, I apologize. I had Aww. kind of forgotten about your, your ailments before I posed that, that challenge to you. So you're a trooper. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Sorry you're feeling bad, but that's the bummer. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we had 
eight stories from eight different creators, kind of similar to some of the other shows we've uh, covered on this show. The first one that comes to mind is Star Wars Visions. So uh, they brought in some surprising talent. Uh, before we get into, you know, discussing every single short, why don't you guys just start with what your favorite was? Matt, since you're the guest, I'll, I'll let you go first. Did you have a particular favorite from these eight entries? Man, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I liked them all. Uh, they're very, very, very different. Every mm-hmm. one of them, um, obviously. Um, I, hmm, I'm probably going to go with uh, Boyd in 3D. I liked Boyd Ooh. in 3D. Uh, the one about the couple that's dating, and it's it was it was a Black Mirror episode in the middle of this boy's diabolical run. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed that one. Uh, I'm on the same page with both of you. It's definitely one of my favorites, if not my favorite. I love the story. I love the animation style. I loved how it was a little bit more down to earth and an unexpected love story with um, some major consequences. And, you know, not to get too inappropriate or weird or anything like that, but we've talked about animated crushes in the past. I had to appreciate <laughs> how um, how thick and curvy Cherry was. And when she went cat form, I was... Uh, <laughs> Maybe it informed me of some fetishes I didn't know I had. <laughs> it's like, trust well, me, darling, your freckles aren't what everyone's looking at right now. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's good. It's good to have some self-discovery while watching these shows. <laughs> it really is. Indeed. Um, hopefully not too much, though. Don't don't tell us anymore. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, you know, that's the, the, the thing that I had a problem with with that episode is it was the first one I watched on the plane. Mm. that I was on uh, oh, no. and I had downloaded these to watch on a plane and uh, and I was <laughs> and that was the first one and uh, yeah I had two children sitting next to me um, <laughs> and I started having to like cut my screen to like watch it through like my hands because uh, it was suddenly cartoons you know the kids are obviously like distracted by the fact that there's a cartoon on my uh yeah, uh, my my, oh my God. <laughs> and I started having to like, uh, excuse me, I'm gonna cover this screen and watch because uh, it's just like cartoon sex scenes, like the mo. You know, yeah. I, I'm not a big uh, whatever anime fan, and I know anime has a lot of uh, scenes like that here and there, but I have not seen uh, <laughs> you know that much cartoon sex in my life. So that was a that was an int- that was an interesting experience on a plane. So despite the fact that this was off of the boys, like nothing clicked to you, like there may be some weighted R content that shouldn't be watched in front of kids, like regardless. Well, I didn't know, you know, <laughs> like mostly in the first two episodes, it was mostly just the, uh, like I knew that I would have to be, honestly, I was, I was kind of joking with them actually paying attention. They they weren't actually really paying. I was a little worried they would. They were like staring at their There's own iPads. There's that paranoia of like, oh man, if they look over right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They were looking at their own iPads, but I was like, uh. I just there were a couple scenes where I was like, I'm gonna like angle this away from you, but then I'm like showing it to the whole aisle, so I had to like really keep my hands around my phone. That's fair. <laughs> sure. I'm not sure. sure if I had like a favorite per se, but I do have these kind of like ranked in tiers depending okay. on like my my um my enjoyment of them. Mm-hmm. And my top tier was Laser Baby's Day Out and hmm. BFFs. I don't know. They both of them because they were animation styles that were just like so fun for me. Like they just they connected a lot better. Like BFS was very um what am I thinking of Teen Titans where it's like mm. it is American cartoon but it's taking like a hint of anime, especially like 
when they had like the dot eyes, like what we love from Demon Slayer and stuff like that. And just the, right. the silly facial expression, the fact that Aquafina was voicing it made it 10 times better. Mm-hmm. And then Laser Baby's Day Out was just so Looney Tunes. And then, um, and written there was by Aquafina one... too, correct? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 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 voice written, by, written by, by her. Correct. BFS is the episode where they, uh, they she, the she gives, gives birth to a Vought turd, a, v, a compound V turd baby. <laughs> exactly. She becomes best friends with. It was yeah. so cute. It's so weird. It's such a weird episode, man. <laughs> and her dialogue is so great. And then when they're having the fight in the sewer, and she just summons like all these like little turd babies to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And the deep is just like, that's your power. You control. <laughs> I couldn't not think about the Iron Man 3 scene with uh, Tony and Harvey was like, well, we're connected. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then yep. Laser Baby's Day Out was just—it um, was very Looney Tunes. It was very Animaniacs. It reminded me of one bit called um, Mindy and uh, the dog, like the dog. Yeah, the dog yeah. that had to babysit the kid all the time. Yeah, well, I think Baby's Day Out was Buttons an old animation, Mindy. correct? Buttons. Okay. Well, I think Baby's Day Out was an old. Uh, like Looney Tunes cartoon or something, right? Like that that era. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Like the animation style on Wikipedia says 1990s Steven Spielberg animation. Uh, so they definitely okay. were trying to embrace a bit of that, and it was. Uh, so it reminded me of um, of that show that I mentioned, Mindy Button, where you know he's like trying to follow after her when she's getting into silly stuff. But it reminded me of like the the Jack Jack shorts from The Incredibles too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. And just both of those, because they kind of just despite how rated are they were the way that it just kind of like captured that essence of like what I loved about cartoons as a kid. It was just it was really fun. There's no dialogue or anything in this one, too. It was just pure chaos of this kid being loose, trying to get her little red ball and just murdering everyone across the way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am interested to learn that it was inspired by the 90s Spielberg uh, animation because while it very much does remind me of like Animaniacs and Hysteria and stuff like that, I kind of found it um, leaning into like the trappings of like Tex Avery and those really old school Looney Tunes, kind of like Matt was talking about. But yeah, it's it's the best of both worlds there. Um, another one of my that favorites. one's by Seth Rogen as well. Yeah, Seth Rogen was involved there. Yeah, yeah, good call yeah. out. And is- I did look it up there. There was a 90s movie called Baby's Day Out, which I do remember. Ah, okay. It, yeah. Is that, it, was, it was live action, which is funny. I had not thought of that movie until you just brought it up right now. It was somewhere in the recesses of my mind, but yeah. it was. I remembered it when I was watching the episode because it's it, it's the same thing. It's like the baby's like walking on skyscrapers and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, but in this one, yeah. it's a laser baby. Okay. <laughs> laser baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as much as these like shorts all could have been set in the world of the TV show, um, another one of my favorites was one of the ones that was clearly inspired by inspired by the comic book series, even from like the way they animated the characters. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the one with the the wide wonder and uh, him going on display. I don't I can't remember if it was to join the seven or to receive accolades of some kind. But even Billy Butcher, yeah, he was he wasn't voiced by. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Carl Urban. He was not voiced by Carl Urban. He was voiced by uh, Jason Isaacs, but he looked just like he did right out of the comic book. They even took Huey and had him voiced by Simon Pegg, who was his father in the show because he was always supposed to be based on Simon Pegg in the comics. But that one just took 
everything I loved about the boys in, in terms of showcasing how terrible the soups can be as people and how exploitative, and then just giving them their just desserts with some really gruesome and violent outcomes towards the end. Mm-hmm. So he was supposed to be in the Hall of Fame of Heroes. That's and what it was, okay. I actually thought that was I thought that was Frenchy with him just because of the the facial yeah hair I thought so too the design. Uh, I looked up the voice cast and they it was, it was Simon Pegg voicing Wee Huey, so that's why he oh, had this, this Scottish accent and whatnot. Because yeah, in the comic book he's Scottish. Yeah, it, oh, you know, okay. this was supposed to all be um, in. I, I'd heard it was all in the, in the you know the boys universe, but yeah, all the all the character designs and stuff are more like the comics, which I thought was interesting. I, I, I didn't know if it was like I, I had me wondering if it was a rights issue, like they were like. Mm. The, the boys diabolical can be a completely different show. We don't have to pay the actors and stuff to use their likenesses if it's based on the comics, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that episode was called I'm your pusher. So yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of opened with the character that basically provided all the drugs to all the celebrity soups and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That one it's- and the final episode with Homelander uh, are, are the two that are most, like the show you know what i mean yeah, like, that, they those like two could show. easily be canon right 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 exactly yeah well while we're, on, while we're on the subject of that last one one plus one equals two that was definitely another one of my favorite episodes it wasn't my favorite but it was just a really good one and definitely felt like it fit in the canon of the show in terms of having you know the actual voice cast there with uh elizabeth shoe voicing madeline um anthony star voicing homelander and just getting to see like his first foray into action and how he went from being, you know, a somewhat altruistic hero with good intentions just to, you know, having that level of power warped by the the witnesses and him having to take everyone out, including trying to take out uh, Black Noir. But he kind of learns the ropes from Black Noir there, there at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I love that animation style, too. Very, that one reminded me of Young Justice a lot, Zuhair. I mean, the the flashbacks and everything were so cool, the way that you could, like, hear the screaming, like, as he's killing the people in the room, but it's, like, throwing back to kind of, like, the trauma that he's going to. But Mm -hmm. there was something about how Black Noir, like, the way that he composed himself, and towards the end, when he, like, ever so slightly, like, pulls the notebook out of his back, and then, like, gently, with so much detail, takes the pencil out and starts writing, like... That level of detail and animation just in the motion and stuff, like that part alone was just like everything was just so well drawn out on that. Mm-hmm. The animation was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. It's really, really good. It's interesting your take on the the characterizations there between um, you know, him learning a thing from uh Black Noir, which he does say at the end, but the thing that I took that I did not take that Homelander was a altruistic character at all even from the beginning he's always like this traumatized character sure but what he was was he was trying to be what he thought a hero was supposed to be but Mm. then he keeps messing it up with murdering people um sometimes by mistake and sometimes through like pure rage and like malice um but then the the thing that he learned from black noir at the end is if you kill everybody nobody knows anything so like sure. he had screwed up so bad and then Black Noir goes, oh, no, it's fine. Just kill the last one and it's fine. Um, right. And then he, I, we don't know what he wrote on the notebook, but I'm assuming it was something to the effect of like, no, it's you're, you're going to be fine. Like we all do. We all mess up. We all do the bad thing. You just make sure they all die in that case. <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. he actually like wrote the script of what he was supposed to say. It's like this is the 
this is what happened. This is what you're going to tell the people. I, I think it was something to that effect. It was something basically like, as long as they all die and you say you act like it was a tragedy, then like, yeah, just go out there and you, you, you just got to smile for the cameras and you mm-hmm. can make, turn this into a win. You know, he taught him about the, um, sort of how to be the number one hero, how to, how to, how to come off that way to the people. And even the way that the audience responds to it, like, no, we're just happy that you were here and you tried your best and you're a hero. And this night is just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And like, we've yeah. seen it in the live action, but just that that's kind of what makes this the most canonical one is just amplifying that and reminding us just how chaotic that these people are. And mm-hmm. a lot of the episodes have had little touches of the seven and like they kind of like hint at them without needing to directly pull them in and just all that involvement of just kind of how batshit crazy this universe is and just the the low expectations that we have for people because we just need something to look forward to or to look up to it not it not mattering like what happens behind the scenes like we don't want to know because there's a hero over here and just how ridiculous everything gets over this like this this is just one of the most cringiest shows but it's just so fascinating just how human nature works mm-hmm. for sure yeah. Yeah, and I, I liked what you brought up to here about, you know, his response to the reporter and, and their kind of response to him. But that was where it really sold you as being the origin story for Homelander because he starts saying that he failed. He failed all of them. And they're like, no, you didn't fail. You saved us. And you're the hero. And that's where he gets to deliver a line, which is right out of the series, if I'm not mistaken. He says, no, the captives were the real heroes. And that's where you get that kind Aww. of disingenuous dating grin from Homelander that he becomes so well known for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the totally. fact that this actor is currently in jail for getting to a bar fight just makes it so much weirder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is strange. And he's been sentenced for a year. I really wonder like, you know, if he'll, if he'll serve the whole year or if they'll somehow like, you know, if they'll, if he'll be able to come back and I wonder how that'll affect the next season of uh, the boys and you know, all of that. I mean, it'll probably delay it because the trailer and everything just came out this week too. So right. Well, I mean, season three. he has everything done. Yeah. From from what I've heard, he's been able to pay his way out of that one. So I, I don't think it's going to impact things too much. Oh, has he? Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd heard last I'd heard they were like, he was supposed to go away for a year. I was like, woo, that's going to disrupt things. Oh, for sure. Unless they make some yeah. major changes in the season or whatever. I, I hope not, but that's that's a case where, you know, kind of seems like method acting or maybe he let the the power go to his head a little bit, but it sounds pretty terrible. So hopefully he learned his lesson. Yeah. I haven't really read the details, but it, it seems like something's up with that guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the next one that I would like to discuss, unless you guys have any qualms would be the Justin Roiland one, the one where the superheroes get pissed and kill their parents. <laughs> Cause um, while I like the final two episodes that we have left to discuss this one, I really enjoy just for the irreverent and out there nature and just kind of letting Justin Roiland do what he does best and just be completely insane. For sure. When I was trying to decide which would be my favorite, this was the other one I was bouncing back and forth between. I really, really enjoyed um, this one. It, it, it's just the, it's, this could have been an actual episode. I felt like, like the silliness of going to the side and being like, 
hey, it's a bunch of uh, other soups that you never heard of. And and like, <laughs> just get, I always love that when they, there's an episode of Lost that's one of my favorite episodes where like, okay, you just suddenly, like they always focus on the same eight passengers of the plane that crashed or whatever. And then mm-hmm. suddenly there's an episode where they just completely focus on a different group of people. And it's like, mm-hmm. these guys have been in the background all season and now they're just like kind of around. I don't know. It's, it's always fun to see that kind of stuff. Just like completely focus on a different group of characters. I am a big fan of uh, Rick and Morty, so being able to like switch over that to, to that design it did give me a really good laugh. I would say it is one of like more of my mid tier ones because there is like a lot of uh, a lot of cringe with the Rick and Morty and just a lot of head shaky stuff. So that was kind of there for me while I'm doing this. Just like, oh my god, like this is just so ridiculous. Like the, the level of imagination that you have to be able to do this episode or anything Rick and Morty related is just it's really something else, but it was entertaining. You can't not be excited whenever Ben Schwartz is in something. Uh, just all of it was it was it was entertaining. Yeah, and that episode had some really star-studded talent. You had Christian Slater as the narrator, who I absolutely loved, and then the one that I didn't really pick up on until I, I looked it up, but Kevin Smith, who has been you know long associated with comic book properties and superhero properties and whatnot, uh, he was actually the voice of Boobyface, who was an unexpected favorite of mine oh that's funny (laughs) yeah that's funny i didn't know i didn't know he did the voice of that that's really funny yeah Yeah. (laughs) started lactating towards the end when the dog was on him (laughs) 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 that's just a type of cringy stuff i'm talking about like that had to be animated in there that was something that was on a storyboard of like yeah of course we're gonna do this (laughs) someone made that decision very very silly yeah. How do they, you yeah. how do you kill that translucent girl? Like, if they're not supposed, if there's not supposed to be like any evidence, like, what do you do with her in particular in this scenario? Yeah, there's nothing to do, but she also really doesn't have any power except what she did in this episode, which was like binding a bunch of uh, people together to go accomplish the mission she wanted to accomplish. You know? Yeah. Slow mo, dude, was just weird. <laughs> I loved slow-mo, dude. But, like, his dad was just kind of like, oh, I get what you're doing right now. Oh, oh, no. no it's like, wait. Yeah, they're <laughs> trying to kill me. I mean, I, I really, I, I did like this show a lot, but I was grossed out the entire time. There's so much. I don't do well with uh, super gore, and this this was really bad all the way through. <laughs> you didn't enjoy seeing someone's throat, throat slit in slow motion? Do you feel like this was kind of like a higher level of gore compared to the rest of them? Or is it just the way that it was depicted? In this, um, one? this one is just it's taken more for comedy. And I don't really like when gore is treated with such lightness because I yeah. can't I can't get past the gore. Like I, I, I still am like that is gross. That is a person dying. And, mm-hmm. and, and the, the thing was, it was so. I mean, the first one's the same way, like both and the, and the, like I'm looking at all of them, all of them are really, really disgusting, honestly, um, (laughs) in their own ways. And yeah, I really had a hard time with a lot of the gore in every episode, but, but particularly I think some, for some reason when it's so played for comedy, it really comes off as like, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I know you're just lines on a page, but man, (laughs) I think that comes down a little to the human nature part of it too, where it's kind of like. You're watching people suffer for fun. Right. And there's something about that that's very 
difficult to process or you've seen it so much that you're like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And I'm not as, I, I guess I'm not as sick in the head as Justin Roiland. So it really, <laughs> uh, really bother. It bothers me a lot. <laughs> I'm not sick yeah, for this. I'm not even sure if I have too much more to say about that one. It was just, it was, there was, there was a lot that happened in that episode in the 10 minutes that it was. Yeah. Yeah, like there, what was the the dude with the nutsack that could like melt things? Yes, and he had to like like walk somebody thought about a, that. He had to walk with a really wide stance, and he had burns <laughs> all over the inside of his thighs. Oh my god! Uh, so so funny, but also so disturbing. The the only two we hadn't talked about is Nubian versus Nubian and John and Sun He. Um, what did you guys think of those? Those were actually both my low tier ones. Oh like, really? They were all right. I was I was really disappointed with John and Sunhee because I just love Andy Samberg. And while it was a heartfelt story of she's got colon cancer and the guys are trying to do whatever he can to to help his wife out and this and that, I I don't like I enjoyed the sentiment, but I don't think it delivered. If that makes sense, I because the chaos of it was chaos for the sake of chaos, but. The connection part of it in line with like the Vought environment, just it, it the delivery just wasn't there. It didn't it wasn't as impactful as I think it could have been yeah, for me. Personally. The, the idea of taking someone's cancer and making it an external threat of a monster is really evocative. And I was like, this is cool. Either do he, yeah, and I saw that was Andy Samberg wrote it, and it's not a funny one at all. And I was like, this is really cool. He's really going for something here, like something, uh, allegorical about fighting the colon cancer and maybe like the uh uh the uselessness of fighting it and like i don't know there there could have been something very interesting there but i don't think they really went for that it was instead just like sort of played as this i i did not i did not get any i I was expecting to feel a real like catharsis at the end and i don't think it got there yeah they they definitely like laid it outright but it just didn't hit Mm. And Nubian versus Nubian, I I liked it a lot, and I, I liked uh, Aisha Tyler. Right, was the writer and starred in this one. Correct. And Don Cheadle was uh, the Nubian prince. I thought that was his voice, but I, I wasn't totally one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I liked I liked I liked this one a lot actually. Um, again, I, I didn't, there's not one of these I didn't like, um, but I liked Nubian versus Nubian. I, again, it really bothered me though when it seemed like that one the, the guy with hammer hands ended up Groundhog. getting so hurt. Yeah, Groundhog is such a funny name. <sighs> yeah, that made me so uncomfortable because like he didn't have to do any of that. The girl was just trying to get her parents together, and they just heard like the one word that they needed to hear, which was "pedo," which was what they said like over and over to be an excuse to just pound on the dude, and the blood yeah. is flying all over her, and she's just like. This world is really messed up. Get your divorce. Spoil the crap out of me. I don't want to have anything to do with either of you because just like how a lot of the people see Homelander, like that girl just saw her parents as absolute monsters. And I was actually pissed off on the first scene that the couple walked in and started arguing like the kid was in the scene the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were like, oh, we didn't see you and she happened to pop up. Like she was at the door when they walked through and started arguing. So for them to just like speak in that way in front of their child was something that just like really irritated me mm. yeah I, I get that i, I like the story i like the little girl and i like the little girl trying to like make her parents work and work and everything but yeah it was 
it disturbed me in a number of ways, as did every episode of this show. So yeah, I can't really say that uh, makes it on the lower tier because they all really disturbed me. It really is a pick your poison type situation. Yeah, Jay Scott, did you have any thoughts on Sun He or um, Nubian versus Nubian? Versus Nubian? Nubian? All right. Well, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. We I guess we lost Jay Scotty there, um, but. Uh, I, I, yeah, I thought I, every one of these episodes was good. I liked them all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was one that necessarily disappointed me in any way, but the the two that I said were my lower tier one, like, I wouldn't be excited. Like, if I were to rewatch this, I may skip it through. Mm-hmm. I, see I mean, for 15 minutes, like, yeah, I could watch them again. It's no big deal. Yeah, they're but, all so um, short. The, it's like, the good ones really were good ones. Like, my top and, like, my higher tier those those four so just for the sake of like wrapping it up with what my favorites were uh laser babies day out void in 3d bffs and one plus one equals two like those were higher or top tier for me i think they were phenomenally animated i think the story really hit the voice actors were fantastic when there was comedy the comedy was there when there was action the action was there um if they, I would be down to watch something like this again if it were something that they renewed for a season two. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would absolutely watch another season of this. It's great. And it's just so cool to see so many different creators crack, uh, take a crack at this world, you know? Yeah. It's neat. Well, and while we're talking about the boys, like, did you watch the trailer for season three yet? Yeah, yeah. I want to do a uh, trailer breakdown for Pandavision soon. Nice. Um, Going to try. But yeah, it looks looks great. Yeah, it looks just as chaotic as the last two were. I don't think one was any worse than the other. So, like, bring it on. I'm I'm ready for the show, especially because I've been watching so much animated stuff. It's going to be nice kind of balancing back and forth with yeah. uh, a was, little bit was, of live action. Again. It was neat seeing this season, too, because or this season of Diabolical, because it clearly because V is now in the public in this mm-hmm. in this cartoon. So it like it was neat to see the, the a little bit of that world kind of laid out, like what it's looking like right now, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. Um, well, we do. We have had like a flurry of listeners who have come in because we've been doing a lot of anime talk. Uh, so for those people who aren't quite part of the Panda Network who have been listening for anime, do you want to just kind of plug the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast and yeah, man. talk about yourself a little bit? Sure. I'm Matthew Carroll. I, I uh, am part of the Stranded Panda Network and uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast is my main show. Uh, we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and it's a lot of fun over there. We do it two or three episodes a week because there's just so much going on in that world. Um, and we're about to start talking about Moon Knight um, and uh, and then Multiverse of Madness. And so if you like all that Marvel stuff, please check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Yeah. Oh, and like if you like a- the boys, follow Pandavision <laughs> because we're going to be doing Pandavision. We're going to be doing the boys fully on our other show, Pandavision. Yeah, I think Matt makes his way around all the shows more than any of the hosts in the Stranded Panda Network. You know, I call him Papa Panda for a reason. <laughs> uh, so, you know, as we always say, check out StrandedPanda.com. That has all of our shows on there, each one covering a fandom that I'm sure you're in love with between Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, anything movie related on Binge Assemble, the shows on PandaVision, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and of course, all of your animation needs here at Animation Deliberation. Matt, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this. Thank you, Zoo. And um, thanks, Jay Scotty, as well. Sorry we lost you, man. Sorry, Jay Scoots. If you guys have any feedback, as always, animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com. We are going to go back to our 
anime coverage. Um, we have Young Justice finally has a date for the end of March. So we're super excited to get back to that. So tune in next week. And as always, stay whelmed. Sweet. At Solomon Brothers Jewelers, their customers always come first. They're a family business that has been setting the standard of customer care for over 30 years. They have thousands of in-stock options for wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds, and can promise the lowest prices at the highest quality. A diamond marks a new chapter in your life. Trust Solomon Brothers experts with commemorating the most precious moments in your life. Visit SolomonBrothers.com today to begin making memories. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. They're just in were changed their new lives are fantastic what once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling plastics can be so much more give the trash a second chance it was the recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.